Bullshit ass bitch Legion Baskin Glory episode of the Brothers of Discussion! Yeah! We're gonna talk everything for the best part of every week, which is always the Wednesday Night Wars. Dive into Vince McMahon's investors meeting and make some time for a three, two, one! McIntyre! Matt! That and so much more. Um, Yay! Every week, the delicious, spicy, big, chewable crunch of professional wrestling. This week was no exception. But Matt, you can't just have a crunchy week of wrestling with some spices. You need to chase it. What better way to chase it than with this? Well, it took me six grocery stores to find, but I got one. And it's one of those grocery stores where nobody's buying it but me. So there was like eight or nine boxes just sitting there in the the glue and they put them on the uh oh what are those called on the forklift on a pallet and they put a little bit of adhesive to keep all the boxes together that's how long those were sticking like the rats that just said no this glue is too old for us but Matt, how are things in your world they're doing great poison orange cokes (laughs) this is draft two of the start of our show that's my favorite part yeah i I love when we get to restart it an episode, because I, I think we had some pretty good banter going there. It's bringing up uh, an old movie we used to like back when we, we lived with Mom and Dad and uh, oh, yeah. Cinnamon Coke, but now we've got a banter about something else. So I now we're bantering about failed internet connections when Matt spends out his asshole for fucking Xfinity internet. Uh, just, ah, stupid Xfinity. Matt, come over to AT&T. We'll be happy to have you. Come on. No, down. because... I have had it, and the internet's stronger. It's just now I got to reset everything. You got to do that stupid game with your internet where you reset it, and oh, now it works. It's uh, any hoozles. Huh. Uh, yeah. Man, well, hey, man. I went. Oh, go ahead. I, I wish I wish that last bit of banter wasn't cut because it was do it, it did it, it was it going was pretty great. Um, now if you want um. If you want more Brothers of Discussion where uh, where we don't fuck up the banter, head on over to BODpodcast.com or BrothersofDiscussion.com. You can go to uh, Twitter and follow along with our uh, daily discussions at BODpodcast. Find us on our uh, our Facebook group, which is doing quite well. We just keep growing in numbers, and it's, it's fun to see because you join it because you just find it. And people look at what we're doing, and they're on board. So I, I'm, I'm super proud of what's going on with that Facebook group. And it's a yeah. live wrestling discussion group, so whenever there's live shows going on, always a good discussion. But we have some great participants that are always uh, adding uh, some good discussion points throughout the day. Uh, been making some good friends on that thing and uh, having some wonderful discussions. So uh, please, if you if you are looking for more wrestling discussion and it's not just a couple people talking at you, but you want to talk with them, head on over to uh, the live wrestling discussion group presented by BODpodcast.com. Uh, yeah. 
Speaking of which, that BODpodcast.com and BrothersOfDiscussion.com is where that hub is for everything Brothers of Discussion. You can find the links to everything I'm mentioning, including you have one more day. That's right. When you're, If you're listening to this on Friday, July 31st, you've got one more day to use our CBD Medic um, link at the top of the page. CBD Medic will still be rolling out products. They'll still be shipping uh, but they are going to be going through some changes in regards to the business. So the link at the top of our page is for cbdmedic.com. You click the link at the top of bodpodcast.com and you use promo code BODPODCAST and you get uh, a buy two, get one free code uh, for your CBD products. So if you are in need of some CBD products, uh, I've noticed that we have zero sales today. So that was quite a bummer. But uh, if you are in need and you're listening to this right now, it's uh, just the link at the top bar of brothersofdiscussion.com and bodpodcast.com. All right. So, Mike, uh, you mentioned it at the top. Man, my green screen keeps touching me, and it feels like a person. Uh, maybe it's Big E's dick. I don't know. It's tickling my back. Uh, <laughs> uh, for, first first thing, uh, we I, I put this in the episode because we mentioned it as we were signing off last week, but Kyrie Sane is headed out uh, for the first time and, and that I could remember. The WWE did a farewell uh, social media post, uh, videos of, um, you know, Asuka saying goodbye, videos of just tweets from other pro wrestlers in the WWE saying goodbye to Kyrie Sane. Um, definitely outside of the norm of what they normally do. I think there's story, I think there's conversation to have about that but obviously first things first is uh super bummed uh especially considering we had a wrestlemania that had like a pirate ship <laughs> that we were supposed to revolve the whole thing around and uh you know we never we didn't get that special moment and we also um this is this is coming off of Kyrie sane and asuka talking about main eventing uh the women's division at SummerSlam, and two weeks later Kyrie sane's gone yeah. It's just, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking because you, you kind of, you planted that seed and you wanted to see that match happen. And, um, yeah, I mean, we yeah. didn't get Kyrie Sane versus EO in like a main, like, uh, like, like a hardcore, they hate each other kind of feud. We did not get Kyrie Sane and Asuka. Uh, there's a lot of Kyrie Sane matches we did not get. Um, but, you know, it's ultimately just, it's kind of, it just it becomes sad i was gonna say it it is sad it it's it's not that bad because it's just pro wrestling but uh this this is yeah. this is a bummer and, and that's probably why they they went outside the norm with all these video packages for Kyrie. yeah i think she truly was beloved um by a lot of the roster uh she she seemed like one of those people with an like an absolute like a plus soul you know or just seemed yeah. like if you actually you know met her in person she would you know just be kind to you um, but just really some heartbreaking stuff. Um, like you said, we didn't really get the, the EO matches, but, um, you know, hearing some of the words coming out of Asuka and how Asuka was, was saying, you know, before Kyrie came up, she felt really lonely, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of being on the roster, you know, not having a lot of people with the same native tongue and Kyrie comes up and, you know, she's like her best buddy. Um, and when WWE started to do the Kabuki Warriors, you know, putting them together, putting them on the same brands, um, and seeing them have a good old time with their with their dancing and the little recorder spots, um, yeah, they were kind of silly. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, 
the two of them, you know, running the gauntlet and owning the whole company. But I think it was one of those things where they didn't they didn't quite get the get that kind of push, but they were so funny and entertaining that WWE couldn't help but put them in prominent spots and in multiple spots on television programming because they had so much chemistry. Uh, they were so entertaining. It was a better viewing experience with Kyrie and Asuka. Um, I think Kyrie and Shayna Baszler was one of my favorite feuds over the past couple of years. Uh, that, you know, total clash in styles uh, between that demonic black mouth guard, you know, uh, yeah. succubus character that they created out of uh, Shayna. And then Kyrie being that, you know, ultimate underdog coming in at, you know, maybe maybe 80 pounds um and that right. insane elbow the interceptor um and that battle shriek like a banshee that she would do that Come on! and her you know teeth bared out like a like a, the sweetest shark you've ever seen um that's that's a real loss for them talent wise i think they're lucky that she's not going to uh you know one of the wednesday shows uh like aw because i think she would easily be the best woman on the show um, I, I hold her really in that in that high of a regard. Um, so oh, I, it's it's a it's a loss. It's selfishly, I'm I'm like, come on, Kyrie, stay for me. But I'm glad that she's you know getting to you know be young, be with her significant other, uh, be in the homeland, and you know go live her life. Uh, other sad news: Drew McIntyre's cat died. That was quite a bummer. He had some really sweet pictures of him like. It's just so weird, like, because we know Drew's, like, this Hulk of a man, but he's, like, at the edge of his bed, like this, like, looking down at his kitty. Oh, it's just so cute, and, you know, he, he talked about it. I will, I will say, it was, it was kind of funny to hear him talk about, like, don't, don't miss out on your opportunities with your pets, and, uh, you know, now that I'm a father, I... I've really thrown my pets down. Like, they have fallen so far down the totem pole. Like, it's, it's one of those where it's like, pet them, right? Right? I don't know. I petted them last week, right? Yeah. We looked yeah, at them today. Um, so I'm not changing those habits. Uh, I, I just, like, it's funny uh, how, how much Drew probably might change if, if he had a kid. Uh, so I... I guess what I'm saying is, is I kind of went, ah, Drew, so cute. Just wait till you have kids. Then you'll know pain and fear. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, man, it, it crushes me if, if Addie's just scared of something that I did. Today, she was uh, walking around in the basement, and she walked past the Roomba, and I went, uh-oh, watch out, he's going to get you. And she turned around and looked at it, and then she looked at me and just started bawling, like, it's gonna get me and i just oh my god crush me but uh i also mentioned on twitter that uh my poor little kitty just got diagnosed with lymphoma so um i like to that to the point of of pets and stuff like i i do care for for poor little faith day that's our that's our kitty cat um i i just you know, I, I you got to take it to the brothers to discussion level. Uh, but I, I feel for Drew, and I, you know, I mean, this just happened this week that we found out our poor little kitty is is sick. So she's she's actually doing better today. She's eating, but uh, it's just everything the vet told us. He's like everything points to lymphoma. So I was like, great. Uh. Um. So yeah. Oh, it's really cute though. She had to get um an ultrasound, so she's got a shaved tummy. 
I've never oh. seen a shaved tummy on a kitty cat. Uh, she <laughs> hates. She already hates getting pet, but now that I'm petting her shaved tummy all the time, I, I'm just covered in scratches, just up and down. She's just <laughs> worth it. Worth it. It's so cute. <laughs> I mean, it's sad, but it's cute. Um, all right. So how about some good news? Uh, Drew is going to be in a hell of a feud, it looks like, with Randy Orton. And for the first time in Drew's title reign, I fear for its end. Um, I, and I think that's what we need. I, I don't want to see Drew lose. You know I'm going to be so fucking pissed. But it could happen. It very well could be the end. This SummerSlam is already... I, I just needed two matches, and it's already shaping up to be amazing um and i i still don't know what i really really want with the women's division uh because if it's just asuka and sasha going at it again i'm cool with that that does mean bailey's in another nothing feud but i think right. ultimately i think you know where everybody's head should be at is is bailey and asuka but taking that stuff back to what i've actually brought up uh randy and drew mcintyre should main event this mf -er, and i i love the fiend i, I and i i it would be easy to just go all right fiend and the show but i think if we want to do like something that could really be built up with some hate and you know a real competitive uh back and forth and two guys that are really like i am the best guy on this roster get the hell out of here it it could be mcintyre and randy orton and you get you get a main event that's just it's pro wrestling, and I you know I love the Fiend, and I'll probably end up loving that match more than Drew McIntyre. But you absolutely have to main event SummerSlam with Drew and Randy. Yeah, I think uh, Randy is. Um, I have spoken. He's in a vaguely, vaguely similar uh, spot that John Cena was for a while, where it kind of it kind of seemed like John was like the the last. Um, you know, he'll give the tip of the cap, you know, kind of pass the torch moment. Um, so now it kind of seems like Randy's kind of had those moments with, with AJ. He kind of had them with uh, Kofi Kingston. Um, and now he's going to do it with Drew. So I, I think when I saw that news, that was the first thing I thought of is that they must think pretty highly of Drew. They're going to let him fight, you know, a guy that um, all they talk about is, you know, if, if God was to design a professional wrestler, it would look like Randy Orton. So now Randy kind of, you know, a little gray in the beard, a little long in the tooth. Uh, he's still got it. Um, I think he's really going to be able to help Drew, uh, uh, you know, look even better. Um, so that's kind Sorry. of the thing. We've been looking for two, kind of on two sides. We want a credible opponent for Drew and got that in Randy. But not just a credible, like, match at the time. Also, somebody if McIntyre can win, it, it elevates him. And I, I, I don't know if we had that with Seth. He wasn't really riding as high. We definitely didn't have it with Dolph. Uh, but I, I think that's where Randy definitely adds that level of credibility. Yep. And I think this company would would be absolutely Alice in Wonderland mad uh, to not let McIntyre get a big win at SummerSlam. So I, I think it's going to work for all parties unless they just do some you know puzzling booking decision. Well, um, we're, we're going to get into it in a second here, but part of that change of the guard could be after this investors meeting that Vince McMahon, let's just talk about it. Vince McMahon do it. Uh, got uh, grilled at the investors meeting today uh, on creative. Like this, people aren't watching your product. The reason is your show sucks. 
Um, and, and it was just these different ways of asking, like, so nobody watches, you keep doing the same thing, is this going to change? <laughs> and, and uh, you know, guys even actually citing the increased ratings for NXT and AEW as the total number continues to go up. Uh, SmackDown and Raw do not increase. So it's it's just that idea that, okay, there's people watching pro wrestling and people are coming back to television. Why aren't people watching Raw and SmackDown? And um, that would be, I, for me, that's where the, the real fear comes in for the end of McIntyre's reign because they, they immediately always draw those lines as like, this guy's my champion, He's got to go. Bring in Brock Lesnar. That's that's where the money's at. And it's just, I think, I think what they have to do is like take a loss. I think they have to just keep like you're not going to build a big story by revolving it around investor opinions. I I think if you want to build McIntyre into like a, a your new super duper star, you got you got to hang with him. But uh, the you know the point of of bringing this up is is then uh, Vince goes back and says. Uh, it's all COVID. That's why. That's why nobody's watching. Even though the references of NXT and AEW um, ratings going up, and um, I, I guess the other part of this before I let you jump in here, Mike, we'll just get this out of the way. Uh, Vince to to kind of rebuttal. Also, let everybody know that it was the highest rated WrestleMania ever with somehow a billion viewers. Um, I don't. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's correct. Um, I know I read it through Forbes, uh, so it's just, all right, all right, Vince, a billion, cool, a billion people watched WrestleMania, cool, nice, all right. Yeah, those sound like some, uh, inflated numbers, like, uh, from the current head of office right now in the United States. Um, yeah, I, uh, Vince is definitely kind of, you know, doing a little Looney Tunes backpedaling with the bongo drums. Uh, he's also... I guess he's trying to get um, some people in the audience for his product. Uh, so now he's trying to get SummerSlam to potentially be hosted somewhere somewhere in the Northeast. Because ordinarily, SummerSlam, you want it outside, you want it somewhere warm. What better place than Florida? And they're like, I don't ever want to fucking see Florida ever again in my life. Because uh, that's all I've been doing is wrestling there for three months. Um, I don't... I, we, we went over this, I think every episode since COVID's been around, but I still, I still don't think that like the way Raw and SmackDown are like designed, they're designed to be like middle ground, like, like, uh, you know, episodes two through eight in a, in a 10 episode uh, storyline on Netflix. So they're supposed to kind of fill you in, kind of get you to that next point. And the pay-per-views, 1 and 10, that's where all the money happens. That's where the big payoff matches are. So you're not really going to see that there. Like SmackDown or NXT and AEW, though, don't don't have to um, adhere to that, right? Because they can have title matches and it, it won't mm-hmm. um, like it won't dampen the belts. Where you're like, well, you know, they do it every week. How valuable can this thing be? And, you know, you're not, you, you have time to kind of go through the roster, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I still think that Raw and SmackDown are are stuck being episodes two through eight, and then they're going against you know every other entertainment, the greatest of of all time. We've talked about it so many times, and I, I just <sighs> Friday is a terrible night for wrestling. Monday Night Raw is too long. <laughs> 
So I think the best way, how many more times are we going to have to do this, man? How many more times are we going to have this conversation? Make these shows shorter. Make them mean something. Um, AW and NXT are shorter. They both mean something every week. There's something on the line. There's some, you know, um, either like a, a number one contendership's going on, a title match is going on, um, you know, a big payoff to a blood feud, something like that's going on. And Raw and SmackDown are just not about that. It's about filler. It's about soap opera. It's about getting you to tune into the pay-per-view. It's about getting you to invest in the network. So, eh, I, yeah, I, I don't really blame COVID. I just, it seems like they're doing what they want to do. And I think the most important point is what you said. And it's something that it'll be the biggest opponent to McIntyre's reign as champion. The higher-ups feeling that low ratings are his fault. Yeah, I mean, that, that too, like, it, it is sort of a silly conclusion to come to. Um, and I, I think if they react to that, like, that'll be sort of that, like, the entire AEW crowd will be vindicated. Like, they'll be like, yeah, see... You're right. You had a guy that was actually doing pretty good, and you took the belt off of him for the wrong reasons. Um, it, it, I mean, it is, like, on the whole, I, I don't know if we want to get into this right now, but, uh, like, I I would argue what Bailey and Sasha are doing right now is probably some of the best work we've seen in the women's division in a really long time. I mean, I you know, you put up there Becky Lynch as the man is number one. There wasn't really a lot we got from Charlotte. It's always just the same thing. But this is something fun. with, And, and it's the constant tease of, like, will they, won't they break up? And then um, uh, for Sasha and Bailey, And then some really good probos. Really good action in the ring. We know that we know they can wrestle. Um, but I know, then... they're quickly turning it to, like, the female uh new day with like that kind of camaraderie that kind of charisma that kind of uh chemistry and then they just so, win all the time then they're taking the next right. step and, and winning singles belts and on top of the tag team stuff so the the point i'm coming to is like ember moon just said online i think it was through social media that one of the problems with creative is that they gave everything to sasha and bailey and all the respect in the world to, to Ember, but this is where the creative process and the decision-making gets so confusing because I love what they're doing with Sasha and Bailey. I think it's genius. It's, it's great. But, you know, there is, there is flawed logic to having every, you know, women's segment has to revolve around those two. But it is pretty... It's pretty freaking great. Um... I, I I think it would even be a mistake to pivot away from that right now. I think I think what they're doing is just like elevating the whole women's division and the women's titles right now to something that really super duper matters. And when somebody takes them down, it's it's really going to be huge. Um, but you know, I I don't know where do you, where would you stand on that? Like, is it is it Ember right? Or is there too much invested in these ladies? Like, is that? And it's not. You know what? That's the wrong question to ask. I'm sorry. Um, because it's not it's not just about that. I think what I wanted to bring up was just if there's issues with the investors on creative, I just it's so hard to judge because I think what they're doing is really good, but you you see like the obvious flaws. Like you're not building up a a, a larger roster if you have all the belts on two ladies for the women's division. 
but then like I, I keep talking in circles here but then the flip side is just that it's really good tv so what do you sacrifice wwe when they were losing to wcw they were in the process of building out all their people they were the process of making undertaker uh unbelievable and larger than life they're the process of building up the rock uh they're in the process of building up stone cold uh, and they just they stayed patient they didn't they didn't pivot away from what stone cold was they just said all right let's keep doing it let's keep doing it let's keep doing it the rock you know they they kept um kind of evolving his character uh, you know moving him further and further away from having to rely on a group and then just having him be his own guy it feels like the worst thing they could do right now is is panic and hit that escape button and get out of what they're doing now because what they're doing is that kind of slower process. It's harder to do because it takes more time, but at the end, you can really have some powerful entities in Bailey, in um, Sasha, and in Drew. If you panic and go back to what you think you know, is, is going to give you that, that, that Band-Aid solution. You know, we got to get Charlotte out there. We got to get uh, Brock out there. You know, Charlotte, I think she's hurt legitimately, so it's not you know, a real option. But you know where I'm coming from, where they're like, oh, you know, we saw these had high ratings before. You know, get the Beast out there. Let's let him run the show. But I think that would be an absolute disaster because it just feels like all, you, all you're doing right now is all the casual fans are right there. I think they're actually a little bit above, you know, their usual happiness. So now all you got to do is kind of drag along the casuals and kind of teach them that this is a damn good show if you tune in and watch McIntyre saying, you know, doing his countdowns by himself. You know, it's well, it's basically him and Eric Bugenhagen uh, <laughs> doing countdowns. Um, but that's that's what they got to do. I just wish I could get in the room and just take him by the shoulders and be like, this McIntyre entity is something you can truly build around for a, a decade he loves what he's doing he loves being the champion he loves having this company on his back he loves the big moments and he is i, I honestly um i can't think of the last time i saw a bad drew mcintyre match i can't think of one yeah, and i mean the if that's the resume the last couple weeks the pardon the what even the extreme rules stuff last couple of weeks just yeah. a plus yeah i just they, they i wish that they could look at their past and just see this is going to be hard these numbers are not fantastic but we got to soldier on this is a weird time and we have to build up new people we can't keep going to this well cuz we know what the ceiling is for brock we know what the ceiling is for charlotte where it kind of goes like this and then there's a lot of eyes rolling so I, we well, know what that is. But with Drew, Sasha, and Bailey, there's a legitimate viewing interest. Well, let me ask, let me ask uh, the last question, and we'll move on. Um, right. Do you think Vince would just be better off admitting that they fucked up for years and that this is going to take time? It's funny that he has to do that because the only person that he has to answer to is himself. You know what I mean? Well, if they but, lose... If it, they lose the investors, so, they're super fucked. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, he might have to do that explanation. Yeah, you bring yeah. up a good point. He, he might have to do that. But we've, we've screwed this up with Band-Aids for uh, 
basically the extent of John Cena's career. Every time we weren't sure what to do, we just put the belt on him or Randy. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard. I think it's it's going to it's going to take time, but just just try to just try to keep trucking. Just try to keep chugging along. I, I think you there's there's really good high points um, on this card with who you have in the top spots. Well, uh we we absolutely have to mention before we jump into the Wednesday Night Wars, uh, Mike, our dream is coming true. Thank God, Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston are hurt because yes. Big E is skyrocketing to the main event. Um, I I just that was that was probably I've never the been happier part. for an injury. Yeah, like think think about how the the main event is shaping up right now for you and I as the brothers of discussion. All the things we've always asked for, like Asuka's still in the title picture. So you still have an Asuka title picture. And Sasha and Bailey is A+. It's basically what we ask for. We just have always asked for something different than just the same old Charlotte coming out there and going, I'm Charlotte Flair. Woo-hoo. <laughs> and we don't have... So we're away from that. And now we're getting fucking Big E. Like, don't... I just don't want, um, like, it would be great to see Big E hold the IC title, but don't, like, make it that. Don't, like, make it, I want it more. I want it, I need, I need some, some Big E man meat slapping. I want to see Brock and Big E going at it in a three-minute sprint of just suplexes. Um, God, that would be so great. That's all I need. I just need three minutes of Big E and Brock Lesnar. That's that's so, the end game here, but um, yeah, I mean, this is this really is just a cause for celebration. It's it's nothing really more than that. There's nothing really to to dissect. But yeah, I know, Mike, I don't want to take an opportunity for you to also gush. No, no, I um, I got to listen to that New Day podcast, and they were talking about you know how much credit they give to uh, this one writer who was an advocate for them. Um, uh, who, who's since left the show, and he's doing his own thing on Fox. He's doing well. Um. Uh, but it was just banging your head against the wall, trying to get New Day, put New Day on TV, put New Day on TV, put New Day on TV. And people kept saying, ah, maybe we'll do it. And then finally they did it, and it was just... So what I'm, I, I will be astounded if this doesn't work out, because he's, he's incredible. The one thing that um, I would pose your way... WWE loves their familiarity. Um, yeah. You know, that's why Roman Reigns left the shield but still kept the same. So my question is, do you think that it won't be week one, but is there a scenario where Big E kind of gets to do his own deviation from the traditional New Day entrance? That is... Maybe a not great. a new song, but maybe like change up the mic intro a little bit yeah like it's almost it's almost like if they're going to back off from the new day like that's what that's all about that's the you know it's going back to like uh, oh you oh you didn't know like with road dog like i i don't want to see road dog doing that when he's coming out for a a, you know one man segment if he he has to be with billy gunn for me to hear oh you didn't know like I, what this is a wonderful point, and it never crossed my mind till right now. So I'm glad you brought it up. But I absolutely think, uh, just I mean, off the top of my head, not not a lot of time to think. But uh, I I think Biggie should get new music, new intro. Like it it should be 
it can be the same Big E. It, he could still be the same personality, the same. I mean, that's what we love about Big E is who he is, what the, the character he created here. So I still want that. But I, I think there's something to, to hold on to when it, you know, like how special the New Day is. Like they should keep that entrance, keep the, you know, oh, like that. That should be special for when Kofi and Xavier are healthy again. And if Xavier ever wrestles again, considering uh, he's also putting his name in the hat for a, a G4 uh, show host job. So who knows how bad his injuries are? Jesus. Um, no. But... <laughs> But yeah, like all that, all that uh, thrown together there. I I do think uh, I do think it would be something more showing respect to what the new day is. Like keep that special, and Biggie, uh, and you know that we love Biggie, and I think he'll he'll do great. But Biggie's got to earn this solo shot. Like I don't want to see him riding the coattails of the new day. I want to see Biggie turn into maybe Langston, you know, like he doesn't need to change character. I just mean like, he's got to be Big E. He's got to be himself. He's got to kind of step out of the new day, I think. And I think that's part of him being a singles competitor because we've seen him get absolutely trashed by Brock Lesnar when it was three on one. So maybe this is like, he's got to snap into something different. He's got to unlock or flip a switch to be this guy who is, you know, potentially able to beat Brock Lesnar or pin Drew McIntyre. Man, how great would that main event be? Big E versus Drew McIntyre. Ooh-wee. Something we've there, only there wouldn't. There aren't enough napkins in the world to clean up the pile of semen that's going to be laying on my floor in my house. <laughs> I... And did with I that, we move on to the Wednesday did Night Wars. Is that well, too blunt? That's certainly covered in something that every week you get to do nxt i guess uh and i've been doing aw we haven't really switched <laughs> in a while and i'm i'm not complaining I've, I've really enjoyed my all elite experience matt you've loved your um yes. naharana uh xylophone uh timbuktu review matt um uh, I, I don't know i don't know who won this week i i think you want to say nxt because yeah. i know your your second man, your second favorite love man. Uh, he was able to triumph this week. In he Dexter was able Lewis. to triumph and didn't even give us the best match this week. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say for the second week in a row they didn't win the ratings, which I, I don't know who that's. I don't know who's touching themselves to the ratings. I, I don't know who cares about that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go with NXT again, man. Okay I don't know if you that. got to see both. I, I just I think uh, outside of one god awful promo in NXT that brought it down a full letter grade and a half, uh, NXT was pretty solid. AEW was really good too, but there's just a couple. You want to just you want it just a little bit more. So man, with without further ado, I'm gonna do moment number three of all elite wrestling. And Matt. It was a tag team that I had a whole bunch of snarky comments ready for, uh, primed. They were in the chamber, ready to go. It was Kenny and Omega. This is the Hangman Page. They're going up against members of the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. How do I know those names, Nat? Matt? I just called you Nat. How do I know those names, uh, Matt? Because they did so damn good, I bothered to look them up. I thought it would be Brody Lee and friends. 
That's what I thought the Dark Order was. Uh, but Evil Uno and With, Stu Grayson. Having watched every episode of AEW, that's how that I, I mean I I I do know Evil Uno because I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. But you're you are correct, sir. Like I would struggle to think of Stu Grayson. But uh yeah. No, uh, just I think knowing that, knowing that we don't know who Stu Grayson is, you gotta follow him on Twitter to know the evil Uno. Uh, but the two of those guys, <laughs> um, got, they've really held up their own. Uh, they didn't get squashed in a five-minute match. Uh, they they went you know toe to toe for about eh, about fifteen twenty uh, with two of the best guys that AEW has. Um, they didn't seem out of place. Uh, evil Uno, the the big guy in the mask. Uh, did a pretty impressive uh, uh, Swanton bomb. Uh, Grayson was definitely looked like he'd be at home on you know uh, WWE's cruiserweight division. Two guys definitely did great. Um, I think the only puzzling thing was at one point the commentary said uh, Omega and Page going up against the current number one contenders, and I honestly couldn't remember the last time Dark Order won a match. Like, I remember Brody Lee won, but Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, I feel like this is the first time I've ever seen them really fight in a, like, sanctioned referee match. But, whatever, uh, we still ended up winning as a fan because it was it was a great match. But, man, that takes us to moment number three at NXT. I, I will say, like, with, with, dark, with the Dark Order, kind of like, uh, at least from a television perspective, and us... I, I will speak for myself. I have never I've not watched a single episode of AEW Dark. Uh, but with that being said, um, I think the better way to book this tag team would or this uh, faction would have been like to kind of keep them off TV every now and then, show them recruiting somebody else, and have it explode one day. Because I know they are recruiting, but you know, do a couple recruiting jobs that you know we never see, and these guys stay masked, but. It would be. It would have been really cool to see this blow up into a really huge group behind the you know, scenes. That really makes me think. Like, if we didn't have to, you know, go through this whole COVID situation. Sorry, the Undertaker just drove by on his motorcycle. <laughs> All right, uh, he's been circling Friend the block. The I don't know what's going on here. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, trying to get on the brother. It would be really cool. <laughs> he just he just keeps driving by like this to like acknowledge him. Hey, I'm I'm recording. I don't have time for this. Uh, no autographs. Uh, it would be really cool if just once, uh, after COVID, we could get people shoulder to shoulder <laughs> next to each other. And the Dark Order just just starts flooding the ring, and it looks like the Agent Smith scene in The Matrix Reloaded. That would be mm-hmm. really cool. But Matt, moment number three in NXT. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, moment number three was, uh, you know what, uh, we're going back to uh, some old favorites. Uh, Roddy, Roddy had two big moments, I think, in the show, but only one's going to make my top three list. And it was when he went up against uh, Johnny Gargano because, man, uh, it was one of you know one of those matches that Randy Orton truly loves. Um, it was a thigh slap in good time, and it was also uh, a chest burning, you know, exploding good time too because these guys love their uh, their chops. I don't know why but Roddy I- Strong hates capillaries so much. He just wants them to explode. <clears throat> It's so it's so funny because that's how the match ended, where he's just unloading on Gargano, and then Gargano does his little DDT, um, and then that's it. You know, it's just kind of like, all right, well, just let me get in a few shots then before I get pinned. 
Um, but yeah, Roddy uh, and Johnny really just, you know, took uh, the... You and I have had trouble. We, we struggle with a face versus face, but this is the ultra rare heel versus heel. And uh, to see it end clean was actually pretty astonishing. Uh, but, I'll, I mean, this this was arguably the best wrestling match on Wednesday. Easy peasy, I think, uh, uh, for me to say that about NXT. I'd have to kind of go over the AEW card, and I'm, I'm fairly confident about that. Just, I mean, you know, I'm not talking spot fest. We're not talking, like, getting to cheat with, like, triple threats or tag matches. We're just talking two guys going at it. This was easily the best match. Um, and it, it only made my number three. But uh, highly recommend if you just want to check out some good old-fashioned wrestling and uh, a really good story told in the ring for, again, two heels. Um, this this was great. Uh, Mike, you're number two. Real quick, I was just going to say, I really hate the name of Gargano's finisher. Uh, what is it? One Final Beat? Yeah, One Final Beat DDT. So it, it always makes me think of Doug Funny, one little voice when you'd listen to the Aww. beats. Oh, calling me, calling me. I, man, I used to, I would, I, I hate to sound like the millennial that I am, but man, I would jam the fuck out to that song. That's a good song. Like, I, yeah. I would get up and sing along, and I would do the, you know, like you'd, you'd crescendo right along with Doug. Yeah, you'd wear your underwear on the outside of your pants. Yeah. Yeah. So Those, moment uh, number beats, two, right? all elite wrestling, um, and it the like, real quick, it's gonna kind of um, segue into this. I hate that one final beat. So AEW, I was just thinking like, I like the paradigm shift. I like the Judas effect. Um, I like the coffin drop here. Um, I just. They need to remarket those finishers in NXT. They're, they're just garbage. The only one I kind of like the name of is the Feast Your Eyes, but that's also his catchphrase, so it's kind of like, uh... Anyway, uh, moment number two, um, I really like Moxley and Darby uh, going up against uh, Starks and Brian Cage. Um, I think where they let it stand out is their... Where the opening match with the best friends and friends versus the inner circle was just, it was too much. They just, there's no rhyme or reason or anything. There's no rules. It was just shenanigans left and right. Um, I, you know, that match didn't do a lot for me, even though I had tons of my favorite people. Um, this, they, out, you know, uh, uh, from the get-go, called it a Texas tornado. Um, it got extreme. Uh, you know, we had to see... <laughs> Some weapons getting used. It got to end on a skateboard covered in thumbtacks. Uh, Stark's back was absolutely destroyed. Um, that and it was one of those matches that was uh, it was the right amount of time lengthwise. Um, everybody got their stuff in, and it propelled story forward. Because now we're going to get to see John Moxley versus Darby Allen for the AEW title. Uh, undoubtedly, it's going to get you know screwed up by Cage or Starks, but. Um, I think that's something that AEW's been doing a really great job of is getting me to just watch a Wednesday and then be like, hey, you don't want to forget next Wednesday because look what we got coming next week. So it sets me up for a couple weeks in a row. So uh, I think it was a success. Matt, moment number two. Number two, Tegan Knox and uh, EO taking down uh, Candice and Dakota Kai. I, um, I dubbed this the second it came out, and uh, we got a lot of uh, – 
thread along along the uh, along the road on on Twitter for for Wednesday night for this tweet. Uh, so I'm I'm guessing a lot of people agreed, but um, I felt like this match was kind of it was the showcase of where the women's division is at right now. It was sort of like um, maybe a reset. Like all right, this is it. This is the top four. These are the top four ladies in the women's division right now. Um, you know, we did have Mercedes, uh, Martinez make her debut and, and squash Shotzi, but, um, I, I think it's pretty safe to say when we're talking about title matches, uh, it's going to revolve around Tegan Knox, EO, Candice, and Dakota. And, uh, th- this is a great yeah. opportunity for everybody to do their finisher. Everybody got a chance to show off. Uh, but I, I still just liked, you know, this let off the show and it really felt like, if you hadn't been paying attention, or maybe you had, here's what we're doing with this division moving forward. Uh, these four ladies are going to be involved in some way, shape, or form. We have an amazing feud that could just go on forever with uh, Tegan and Dakota Kai. And then uh, Candice is just kind of in that slot where it's like, now it's your time to get a shot. And EO may be the best women's wrestler in with a wwe contract right now uh so it's just it's it's the place to be i think uh like if you need if you needed to focus on only one division uh i think right now it's it's that nxt women's division is is something you could you could easily invest a lot of your time into and you'll walk away pretty happy and this match wasn't anything to like you know propel too many stories uh forward i think it it did start off with like Candice uh, getting left in the ring uh, by Dakota Kai. So she's defining herself as the will do anything to keep herself safe. And that's that's totally why that's there. Uh, but I guess what I'm trying to say, it wasn't anything like where they defined like, all right, Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai at, you know, uh, NXT, whatever the, what is it, 30? It's coming up or something like yeah, that. Yeah, XXX. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The porn version of NXT. I uh, can't wait for all the issues on um, Pornhub to come up while they're trying to get people to click on that. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, like like I said, uh, great showcase, good way to sort of like hit the reset button. Uh, but Mike, your um, dishonorable mention yep. for uh, AEW. Dishonorable mention, uh, unfortunately, was a really easy pick this week. Uh Taz was on commentary, and I love Taz, and he does a really good job of elevating the product. But the reason he was doing commentary is because videos of Excalibur surfaced. Yeah. Um, obviously, they were pretty old, uh, but he's doing pretty vile promos, pretty using some pretty rotten racial slurs. Um, <laughs> and it's... He definitely needs to be reprimanded. It, I, I don't think it's not an accident he wasn't on TV this week. Um, I mean, they did baby steps with Sammy Guevara, uh, with you know how he you know was alleged to have, you know treated women and probably did, and that he you know admitted as much that he needed to fix himself. But he had a pretty short suspension. And that one, you know, um, it's not quite as vibrant as Excalibur's is because we have that video on YouTube to reference and go to. Um, Obviously, it's not an excuse. I just, it's going to be a rough one for him to come back from because, I mean, if if we're going to let this slide, I I 
there's other guys. It's it's a really complicated industry to get into. Um, there's barely any wrestling jobs, let alone commentary jobs. So I, I don't know where we go from here. It's not like we couldn't find somebody else to help out. But, you know, people make mistakes. You know, he's going to issue an apology, talk about how he needs to educate himself and, you know, never happen again and, you know, probably donate money to the right places. So it's going to be the same parade that we see out of these kind of public shamings. Um, I think it's... I don't... The, see, I, I, would, I would caution on public shaming because it, it, it is... It's deserved shaming. Yeah. It's that, not that, undeserved shaming. It's deserved shaming. Um, I don't know, because Kevin Owens was there, and it's not like he took the mic and agreed with it. You could see him kind of wince, you know, stay in character, but wince, and he definitely wasn't joining in. So I think that's a guy with good taste who knows how to get heat, who didn't have to resort to something like that. So Do you, did, do you have a cricket that is DJing right now for a bunch of other yeah. crickets? Um, it's also very upset with Excalibur, so it's doing its best in cricket speak to get out its feelings. Holy um, fuck. I, uh, everybody, I'm sorry. That this, it's, uh, holy shit. It very rarely <laughs> happens. So I move the microphone. Hopefully that helps a little bit. But Matt, yeah. shame on Excalibur. Deserved shaming publicly. Uh, he should be reprimanded. I don't need him on my TV if you know that's his feelings. But we're past that for our show. Um, <laughs> number one number moment one. of AEW. Gosh, we've had so, so many rough moments in this episode. Uh, but number one. Don't. There's. Don't you do unequivocally, it. Unequivocally. There's one thing that could be number one. And it's Warhorse. No, it's not Warhorse. Oh, Get out of here. God. It was MJF with a promo yes. of a lifetime. Oh, yeah. Whether I... he was uh, calling out, you know, Hulk Hogan style, calling out Moxley, uh, Stone Cold style. Uh, calling out the way AEW has been uh, putting all these former WWE guys on a pedestal. They even did it this episode. Warhorse was supposed to be out there to get his crowning moment, and Matt Cardona of WWE fame gets to jump in and ruin that. Uh, so I don't think MJF's words have ever rung truer. Um, their champion is Moxley, who, you know, one of the more famous WWE guys on their roster. So it's just like, we need some change. We need a leader. And MJF, uh, the guy is just, it's not an exaggeration to say right now on the microphone, he might be one of the top, you know, five in the world. It's it's that good wrestling-wise. If I, if I could, I, I saw some of our rival podcasts said that this was like him being Trump. And the it's such a cop-out of a, of a review of that because... You see MJF is evil and Trump is evil, but no, MJF put out such a beautiful promo. And, and the most beautiful thing about any wrestling promo is when truth gets mixed in there. And it's such an insult to compare it to Trump because Trump has never given us any lick of truth. It's always about fabrication. It's always some sort of overdone exaggeration such an insult to to compare that to Trump and his ability to talk because I you know what I don't even see a, a, a <laughs> I, I haven't I've yet to see a speech where you you hear Trump speak and you're actually impressed by his word usage or his delivery MJF 
can be my president just based off this promo. And it's probably one of the best, if it was a presidential speech, one of the best ones I've ever seen in my entire life. So enough, enough with the comparisons, with the lazy comparison, just because they're both bad. Uh, and, and don't insult MJF with that, but, um, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, uh, yeah, he's, he's nothing like Donald Trump. Uh, there's not that kind of, uh, conviction in, you know, <laughs> the speech. It's usually just kind of a, you know, trying to sweep things under the rug, take credit for everything good, you know, defer blame to everything. We don't need to get into Trump. It's just, MJF wants credit. He wants to carry this company. He wants that responsibility. And in that promo, he was saying, I'm the best and I'm willing to carry this company. Um, so he that's bleeds. something that involves hard work. He bleeds gold, black, and white, right? Yeah. I think yeah. that was the order that he used. Yeah, it was uh, very purposeful uh, to make sure you don't accidentally do uh, you know the same colors as NXT, no matter how similar they are. But... Um, <laughs> This guy is, he's, he's so young. Um, he's, we're really in for a treat. And the way he said he wants to lead this company for the next 25 years. Um, it, it just, they gave him a pedestal and he absolutely, you know, took advantage of that and just really made himself look excellent. And, you know, this is a guy who's going to be making a lot of money in wrestling. He's going to be selling a lot of t-shirts. He's going to be selling a lot of tickets for people to come watch him and hate him love to hate AEW really this is a guy this is a guy that they need to just just kindle that just just keep growing it um they really are lucky with that guy on the roster Matt, all right mike i think uh we, i think it's get out of here. pretty obvious we can get out we of here in under an hour uh so yeah, bye dishonorable mention uh keith lee trying to keep up with carrie across in those promos um it it is very hard to watch. Uh, Keith, man, you you are a wonder in the ring. Uh, when, when you're, you know, doing buddy-buddy stuff with Dijakovic, I think it works. But we're really seeing, like, Karrion Cross is just at another level right now. Uh, so, number one for NXT. Uh, it's no secret. Mike, you already hinted at it earlier in the show. Uh, getting to watch my boy Dexter Loomis not only get the victory... But also, we got to see the tease of those uh, of, of Thatcher and Loomis going at it later. And the fact that it wasn't just a tap out or a pin, and he completely knocked out Thatcher, there's no way Loomis is winning, you know, whatever, I don't know if it's, it's a ladder match, I think. There's no way he's winning that, because Thatcher's going to come and ruin that, which is fine, right. because they would put on one hell of a banger of a feud and I'm looking forward to it. And that's why that's my number one. I think if you judged it from a wrestling perspective, I think they had like 10 minutes to run a tr triple threat for like three of the top guys in, uh, in, in NXT right now. So you could have given them 20 minutes. You could have given them a half hour and it would have been amazing. Uh, so for the 10 minutes, they gave you as much as they could. But the fact that it ended the way it did, that's why this is number one, because I can't wait for these two to fight. And, um, you know, we should be more patient uh, with, with the things that we want in pro wrestling, but we just saw Kyrie Sane leave the WWE, and we didn't get a lot of things we wanted. So maybe there's the evidence there that we do need to jump into things a little bit quicker before they pass. So um, 
A plus there. Everybody, that's it. You be the judge. Who won the Wednesday Night Wars? The ratings goes to AEW again. But, very important, uh, NXT ratings did increase uh, after quite a few weeks of them dropping. So some good news there just from pro wrestling being on people's TVs. That's, uh, that's what we need to continue to see pro wrestling. So, uh, all that being said, uh, thanks for tuning in. Check out BODpodcast.com, BrothersOfDiscussion.com. Find us on Twitter, at BODpodcast. Find the live wrestling discussion group on Facebook. We are having a great time there. Uh, join us at um, on YouTube. Uh, please subscribe to the channel. It does us uh, wonders for that. And uh, we are really trying to jump up the graphics here. Yours truly finally got a job today and it was because of this podcast I actually used it to uh, to land a producer job. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Uh, so uh, everybody help us out. Uh, yep. Amy, Amy, thank you for the uh, review on, uh, uh, on Apple Podcasts. That was fantastic. I can't uh, thank you enough. Uh, and if everybody else could head over there, it's uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, same thing for YouTube. You subscribe to that channel. It does us uh, a world of good. And that CBD medic code is good just for July 31st. So if you are listening to this and it is August 1st, any day past that, uh, just ignore it. We will update everything on the website. So if you're looking for some deals, head over to the website. It'll be the top bar. We'll give you the details and the code. It's at bodpodcast.com and brothersdiscussion.com. Let's jump out of here. Woo! Oh, yeah! Thank <laughs> you.